Hello, this is Lisa LaRose on Connect to Love here on PRNFM, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Michael J. Russ, who always inspires me in so many ways, and uh, I'd like to welcome him today. Hello, Michael. How Thank are you? Thank you so much. The feeling's mutual. I'm awesome. Awesome. Feeling's absolutely mutual, and I love being here. Look forward to this every we, week with you. The great conversation. Yeah, you always you always find a way to make me smile. And this morning, you know, when we were speaking about what, what we wanted to um, speak about on the show today, you sent me one word and you said the present. I mean, there was actually there was some other words associated with it. Yeah. But it took That's me what you get right back that's exactly i mean i'm like oh my gosh this is so much in resonance with me and it there's a a saying from a movie from 2008 called kung fu panda i don't know if you ever saw it but it was a children's cartoon and Mm -hmm. in there uh, did you uh, did you see kung fu panda by any chance i can't say that i have i've probably seen parts of it (laughs) ah well i will have to put that on your your, your homework so (laughs) <laughs> so the, the the premise is that this panda who is very uh, much has these dreams about becoming a kung fu master but has no kung fu skills is chosen by uh, this master Uguay through a fluke to be the great, you know, the greatest uh, kung fu master that ever lived. <laughs> but the only problem is he had no kung fu skills. And, uh, you know, so he, he ruminates. Uh, and the one gentleman who is played by Dustin Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman does the voice, it's Master Shifu. And Master Shifu just can't believe that, you know, this Master Uguay, who was the inventor of Kung Fu, actually chose this panda. And he reminds him, Master Uguay says to him, you know, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is the mystery, but today is the gift. And that's why we call it the present. And I've watched this movie because you know, I have it on plays for my dog, so it plays over and over and over again. And so, you know, you start to hear the wisdom in these these lines that are written. And, you know, uh, one of the things that Master Shifu says, you know, anything is possible when you have inner peace. You know, it, you know, and if you only do what you can do, you'll never be more than who you are. You know, little things like that that have become part of, you know, it's sort of sort of like my subconscious because it plays over and over and over again. But I was mm-hmm. thinking about awesome. the present and the present being a gift that we give ourselves and how many people today don't make that time. You know, they don't even, you know, sometimes they can't even be present for other people that they, you know, they make plans to meet them. They get together for dinner or let's go to the movies and they're, they're on their phone or they're somewhere else in their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really present with that person. But it, oftentimes they're not even present with themselves. And so when you suggested that we speak about how to be present in your own life as well as, um, you know, for other people, I, I just was like, okay, this is a gift. This is the gift. This is our gift today. <laughs> so thank you, Michael. I know. Absolutely. So I yeah. yeah, I'd love to I'd love to hear what what inspired you to uh to to you know, want us to speak on how to be present in your own life. Well, one of the I I just finished the podcast talking about the resilience of happiness and uh I <clears throat> that I'll record here in a little bit and when I was writing it the last couple of days, um 
I was thinking to myself, you know, we had, we, we, we've done several episodes on happiness, and happiness really is something you experience in the present. It really is. It's, it's a present moment emotion. And joy is that, is that same way. Um, matter of fact, all of our emotions, whether they're higher or lower frequencies, they're all here in the moment. Although the interesting thing is about lower frequency emo- emotions like jealousy and anger uh, and um, envy, uh, uh, despair, hopelessness, they can have a tendency to linger. They can have a tendency. I, it, I was just thinking about this. They have, they have legs. They can impact mm-hmm. your life. And somehow we as human beings allow lower frequencies, uh, vibrational frequencies, to resonate uh, with, with greater effect and to impact our lives and in, 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 in all of our present moment interactions. And if we think about it, the lower frequencies really are generated by past events. Generally, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're not necessarily angry in this moment. You bring the anger into this moment from something that happened some period ago, whatever that time is. And same thing with you know, being depressed about something or being in despair. You're, you're, you're focused on some past event. You're not here. You're not in this moment. Uh, somebody once told me, and this is really interesting, uh, and I think this was a, a university tried this or something, I'm not quite certain. I think I heard that. But you, it's, it's impossible to be, this is the thing, the, the, the effect is it's impossible for you to be uh, in a negative state when you're smiling. Impossible. When you're smiling... It just it cha- it's really interesting that physiological change actually goes straight to your brain and changes it's like alchemy so what if you're if you're in if you're able to um, in a in a lower frequency mood be able to uh, engage with something that makes you smile either you hear a joke you turn on the comedy channel you whatever you change your state of being a smile changes your state of being just the physicality of it is is really really interesting. I, I, and I, I I remember that sometimes when I'm feeling a little bit bit off. You know, I, I literally go do something that that changes my uh, my state of being because it's something that I'm uh, I'm passionate about. And so, in the present moment is where I, I wrote. I think one of my first books. In, in, in the present is where life happens. It happens now. Um, mm-hmm. The past is the past. The, the, my, my particular quote is the past is the past. The future hasn't been written yet. Um, the present does determine how you feel in the next moment. Your thinking in this moment <clears throat> is, is what determines um, your frequency in any, in any given time. So you have to be here. You have to be aware and cognizant of how you're feeling and what you're thinking, what your state of being is in any moment in order to carry those wonderful feelings into the next moment. And I, when I'm sitting down at a table with people, as I like to get there with friends, as I, as I told you uh, before the show, I like to get together with friends on the weekend. I don't like to work or write. I like to, you know, get together and, and resonate and fellowship with uh, people that we know that uh, and we go do things together. Like we have a couple, we go play, a couple of different people we go play golf with Saturday and Sunday sometimes. And 
then we go to lunch together or we go eat dinner together or we go exposed to something else uh, and we uh, a wine bar we go to or a pizza place or wherever it is and the thing that goes through my mind is probably unlike what goes through most people's minds and that is how can I make this moment count for something how can I squeeze every bit out of, of satisfaction out of this particular moment that I can because I've come to understand and I told you this last week life satisfaction automatically equates to happiness if you're satisfied mm-hmm. about where you are who you're with uh, if you are participating in something that is bringing you a sense of satisfaction happiness is, is come along for the ride okay it, it's there already it's in you you've released it it automatically releases happiness and I've been really um, I guess it's, it's a profound concept that I have been thinking about for the last week since I wrote that other podcast and put it in there. So, oh my gosh life satisfaction think about that I'm gonna talk about it in a different way uh, for years mm-hmm. however the simplicity of it the simplicity of it if you enjoy gardening and you go participate in the gardening while you're gardening in that present moment you're developed you're you're experiencing a sense of satisfaction for what you do and happiness is, a, is the undercurrent you're happy and we can actually as human beings take those feelings and we can throw them into the future we can bring them along with us and we can carry that that feeling on and we can go back and we can channel that that activity to get that feeling again you understand what I'm saying we mm-hmm. can we can go when we're feeling off we can have a thought in the past about something that greatest give us a, gave us a great sense of satisfaction and it'll bring a smile to our face it'll bring it'll allow that happiness to flow in that moment like we can just massage this around and I just I just love that concept and think about it all the time and uh, I'm just wondering if that's if that's what you do or am I just out there in the nebula somewhere no I don't think you're in the nebula at all you know when you were speaking Michael I was thinking about like right before you close your eyes at night like I have no difficulty going to sleep at night I'm I when I'm done with my day I'm done with my day I mm-hmm. am grateful to relax into whatever dream state I might have you know I mm-hmm. may wake up because of the the dogs during the night but when I wake up in the morning it's a new day and I don't even mm-hmm. you know people ask me well what you know when did you do that or what and I have no concept of of date time whatever because for me that day's done whatever happened mm-hmm. you know six years ago ten years ago whatever it's it's just a memory and I don't have any <laughs> attachment to it I would imagine that you would be somewhat the same way that oh, when exactly. you, you know you wake up and, and it's almost like a fresh set of eyes it's sort of like okay you know I start the day there there was a gentleman I don't know have you ever heard of a gentleman his name's Tony Parsons uh, he's hmm. British and he wrote um, he had he wrote a book called the open secret and um, when he was young he had a sense of that everything he was like he was in this magical world where outside of time you know he didn't have to become anything he didn't have to do anything he said you know he realized that this oneness was enveloped him it was just like what a wonder life is and then he said he, he one day he woke up and all of a sudden things changed he entered into a world where things were separate 
he said, you know, everybody had their own mother, father, you know, you had to do this, there were boundaries, there was, you know, you had to avoid pain, you had to be taught this, whatever. You mean you grew whatever. up? <laughs> yeah, you grew up, right? You grew and up. And then he said, yeah, became he an said, adult. you know, he, he started to seek what was outside of him. And then, you know, he in the in the book, and it's been several years, so I'm, I'm kind of grasping at what it was that, you know, his journey but as he he kind of you know discovered rediscovered the secret of what it was like to be that child and right. where to really be present and he recognized that he was already everything that he sought and and that was the secret you know whether you call it enlightenment whether you call it being present whatever it is and and i loved what he, he used to say you know, people buy have this shopping cart that they fill with spirituality. He calls it shopping cart spirituality. You know, right. and you could apply it to anything. Like, well, if I put this in the cart, then, you know, then this will happen, and then this will happen. You know, you keep waiting. Well, you know, I'll be enlightened in 18 months. Like, by the time I finish this course, you know, I'm going to be in this different space. But you never really get there. You know, and you have this like reflection and this way that you want to be become go home and be in that space of your original nature, and because we've gotten so far away from it, and you know, so when you say that about you know everything that you were talking about being present, and you know, maybe you're in your nebula, maybe I am in my own little little cocoon world, and I'm not in reality, but I like my reality and i'm not really willing to give it up as i would suspect um no, I agree. It's similar to you i looked it up it's very interesting uh tony parsons uh does a lot of speaking around europe it's really interesting um his big thing is non-duality uh which I, I i find very interesting what you said was uh was that he's about was very profound about finding about being i should, should say in in that state where you can where you wake up and you know nothing's going on first let me just simply say this before that i am exactly like you i decades ago taught myself to forget about what happened yesterday because it wasn't important and so uh my mother sometimes well i talk to her like every other day and she says what have you been doing the last couple of days i said i don't know <laughs> like, I know I did this. I know I did that. I know we met with so-and-so. I played golf on Saturday. You know, I have to actually go back and re go back and grasp what I did. I, and I'm like, I don't know. You know, and, and, and I don't know what I did on Saturday. I don't know what on Sunday. I don't know what happened yesterday. I have to look at my phone to see what day it is. Um, and because... The interesting thing is, uh, in, in, in the career path that I, that I was in, you wanted to just literally forget about yesterday. Yesterday had no meaning mm-hmm. to you. Um, and because if yesterday uh, was a day that didn't go so well, you just flushed it out of your mind and, and when you got home, right. on your way home. I, on my way home, I just flushed it out of my mind. Sometimes I do it that well, within the next hour. Um, because I understood something. When you're connecting with people relationally, if that's your business, and I'm a persuasive, that's who I am. I am a, a, a right. somebody who's a uh, persuasive personality. I am a uh, an influencer. Uh, I come to grips with that. That's who I am. Uh, and I just basically apply those gifts in a very positive way by guiding people to really cool restaurants, uh, maybe wine, maybe trips, places to go, things to see people to meet, whatever. Um, 
people I've connected with, but I've understood that if you're in there, if you're connecting with people relationally, if your goal is to connect with people relationship, relationally, you must be in the present. You must mm-hmm. be, you have to look them in the eye. You have to connect with them. And if your mind is in the past on something that happened, you really don't connect with them. You look past them. You look um, you right. to the left of them, look to the right of them. You don't, you don't really see them. And when I'm, Connecting with somebody, I'm looking at their body language. I'm looking at their facial expressions. I am connecting with them. I'm seeing where their eyes go. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I'm getting a sense of their energy field. I am doing all that at once, and it's happening like in a split second. And mm-hmm. I can, and I love turning around and asking people questions. I did it like twice in the last couple of days. I'm standing in line at getting a pair of blue jeans for the barn at, at, uh, uh, at Marshall's, and there's about 15 people in front of me, and there was a woman in front of me with a dress, redhead. She was uh, just standing there, and I said, where are you from? And she goes, Tennessee. And I said, really? That's awesome. You're down here visiting. She goes, yeah, yeah, we we're, were down there. I said, why are you in Marshalls if you're on vacation? And she said, I stepped, on a jelly, I stepped on a jellyfish oh, on the no. beach. Well, this is the type of the year, time of the year where the water is so warm. We do have some organisms. Uh, and uh, it, it happens for about a month, month and a quarter period of time, and you have to kind of watch it. But she stepped on a jellyfish. She said, I was coming in here to see if I could find some shoes, but I found a dress instead. <laughs> and I said, well, I know you're going to find the shoes. She said, yeah, I will. That's my next, my next stop, but I have this dress. And so we had a little short conversation and, and, uh, and the like, and I wished her. I said, I said, this is really great talking with you. And she says, oh, I had a great time too. And she goes and checks out, and that's, that's it. Nice. She's gone. And, and what's interesting about it is that I did the same thing this morning at Starbucks. I just went in there for a, a cappuccino, and, and there was another woman standing there who had a golf bout put on and a, that said Pebble Beach Links. And I said, have you been there? She says, no, I haven't been there. And I said, I have. It's really awesome. And I hope that you get there someday. Where are you playing today? And she tells me all about it. And I kind of help her understand about where she should play next. And, you know, and, and, you know, I don't care about her name. I don't care about where she's from. It's about, you know, the present. It's about the moment, making a, a moment-to-moment, a momentary connection with somebody. And perhaps, as I like to do, I, I can elevate their day. I can elevate their state of being. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's, that seems a lot of fun. Uh, and there was something that somebody – I listened to I listened to Brian Scott. You know that. And there's this yes, guy, he's too. got, there's this guy, he, there's, these, there's these channelings from 20 years ago from this being named Quo, who's out there and I don't know where he's from in the universe. And I listen because I, I pick up very interesting uh, tidbits that can help me live a better life. And one of All the right. things, one of the things he said, was that humans would be so far more, so, so more advanced if they could just forget what happened yesterday. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Oh, I and think that's 100%. I was like, what? Yeah, that was awesome. I was out taking a walk and I was going, man, that's, that's so profound. It's, a, it, it's brilliant. If you could mm-hmm. just forget what happened yesterday, you'd be so right. much better off. You know, I had a, and, mar- and I, I, I had a mar- <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. I was going to say I had a marketing teacher in college who did a demonstration of that. He took three chairs and he said, "This is the past, this is the present, and this is the future." And he said, 
this is really the only chair you can be in. He goes, you can try to sit in this one, which was the past. And he said, and you can pick it up and you can try to take it with you. He said, but, you know, it gets a little awkward carrying around two chairs. And he said, and then some people want to be in the past and the future at the same time, so they're never really in the present. And he picked up these three chairs, and he's trying to walk around the, you know, demonstrate by walking around the classroom, you know, juggling these three chairs. And, and that, you know, how many years ago is that? But it's just as fresh, and it, I always think about that. And it's like, okay, you can only sit in that one chair. And, and I love that. if you want to move forward, you've got to got to know where you are. And um, the other thing that reminds me, when you were talking about those women, that you, the two people that you ran into, you know, I, I really applaud you because you find the simple wonder in the most amazing locations. And, and you don't even look for it. It finds you. And and if I could liken you to something, it's almost like, and this is along goes along the same lines as the present. When I was a kid, I used to love looking through kaleidoscopes and turning the colors, oh, yeah. and you oh, know, yeah. and they would form these shapes, and you'd you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome! You got to look at this, and you'd hand it to somebody, and they would turn it just like slightly, and it would be gone. <laughs> and that's what right. yeah. being in the present. That's what being in the present's like. Like you have that moment and you know i can hand you that kaleidoscope but that moment's gone but you embrace those you know and i really i really applaud you for that because um you know you don't know what go ahead yeah no no i i understand what you're saying and i appreciate your applause i i just to me it's become a natural way of living and um and it because I, i i come across people who are tormented by something somebody said with them to them in the past, uh, some event that occurred to them, uh, some of them where uh, a past, a tragic event, like a badge of honor. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, wait a minute, you, you are, it's, it's, you know, I don't think I've ever said this on radio. I've probably said it on, uh, in my podcast maybe once. Um, however, I am not a fan of the term survivor after any illness. I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of it um, because I'm into language and I'm into inner conversation. What you, words have energy, they have meaning. And when you refer to yourself as a survivor of this or a survivor of that, uh, you're not really referring to yourself in the present moment. You're, referring to, you're, you're, you're bringing the past forward and you're, you're, you will manifest eventually if, you don't, if you're not careful you can bring that, that, that negative energy of what you experienced into the present. You are a healthy individual. If you've gotten through whatever it is you've gotten through, whatever challenge that is you have in your life, health or otherwise, then <clears throat> health, accident, whatever occurred, um, labeling yourself as, as that is the same as one is manifesting that energy in you, the feelings, the thoughts, everything, and reliving it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. If I, if I wasn't healthy and now I'm healthy, uh, I am a healthy individual. I, 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 I worked through a challenge, one of the greatest challenges of my life, and I am, I am completely of optimal health again. And whatever caused that, I have worked through that. And now I'm a different human being. Because every day, well, as, as Deepak Chopra will tell you, 
you, uh, I can't remember the number of, uh, number of uh, days it takes to completely regenerate every cell in your body, but he got down to that kind of nuance. Uh, where right. you are I, a different person. I was just person. listening to something like that. Yeah, this morning. <laughs> every few days. Every few days, you uh-huh. are a completely new individual, right? Mm-hmm. But your mind doesn't think that. Your mind thinks, oh, I'm that same guy I was or gal I was, you know, 10 years ago. Um, no, you're not. You're different because your Absolutely. experiential wisdom continues to compound what you learned yesterday. If you burned your hand on the fire yesterday, today you're a different individual because you know not to do that, Right? You know not mm-hmm. to do that. You know that, that, that if you do that again, that's what's going to happen. So you are a different individual because you have new experiential wisdom from that event. And every day you, you, you are. Uh, and it's, <laughs> golfers do this all the time. They lament about the great game they just played, and they're coming to complain a new game. And then they get all upset by them, at themselves because they think they're going to play exactly the same way they did. And I've said you're a different individual today. Your physicality right. is different. Your mental game is different. Your, the course is different. Everything's different about this. So why would you bring, why would you lay that experience on top of this one and have that expectation that it's going to be the same? It's not. So why don't you forget about that and take this for what it is and play this game in the present, which is one shot at a time, you know, mm-hmm. one moment, one thought at a time, one choice at a time. That's the nuance you have to bring to the game. And when you do that, you end up with a better score automatically because you have let go of the past. Every professional, I'll I'll use this analogy once because I love golf, but every professional on whatever level of whatever sport, golf or otherwise, what makes makes Tiger Woods, because everybody in the world knows who he is, what makes him so good at what he does is that he's, he's learned, he was taught very, very early to be in the present, to be in the present to focus his energies and attention and passions and, and, and intuition and inspiration, creativity into the present, to channel it all there, right? What, what happened before uh, is of no consequence. Only what counts is how you recover from the consequence of what occurred, which is, puts you in the present of how do I take this, not, not where it came from and how it happened. Yeah, you examine that for a moment, so that you've learned from it, you gain the experiential wisdom, but then you have to stand there and say, okay, I put my ball in the woods between two trees. I can't undo that. So let's figure out how we take this and now create something new in, the, in this present moment. That's really mm-hmm. where it is. That's what makes professionals so good. Um, amateurs have a problem even accepting what they just did, and they're still carrying the past of what they did into the present, and then it impacts their mental and physical game. No mm-hmm. ability to play after that because they just ruined it. Um, yeah. And people do this off, you know, outside of sports. Um, and and uh, what what pe- what gets me and and every listener's experiences. Somebody has some, said something about you that you didn't like. Maybe they did it out of spite. Um, they did it out of anger. Uh, they did it for whatever reason. You're never going to know. And this is this is my point. You're never going to know what people what the motivation is behind why people do or say or think or take action, whatever it is. Um, you're never going to know it. So, but people carry, let it, it, it carries a lot of weight, what people say, based on where you elevate them in your uh, level of, of, of uh, importance in your life. Uh, parent, uh, step, per, stepfather, stepmother, 
um, your boss at work, people you respect, people, mentors, whatever. When somebody says something to you uh, and you, you take it as the gospel, so to speak, you take it as being, it has more credibility because it came from somebody that you respect. However, the comment might not have been something that, that is, is positive for you. It might have literally been a thought virus that they supplanted in you based on something that they had happened. For instance, I'll give you a real quick little, little, little for instance here, and that is people don't allow themselves to experience success sometimes because other people have told them that they would not experience that success because that person at some point in their life didn't experience success from doing that thing. You see my point? Mm-hmm. This happens. And, and you compound a lot of these kinds of circumstances. And the kind of thing that you were talking about, Tony Parsons talking about, that playfulness, that uh, inquisitiveness, that curiosity uh, can be literally pounded out of you by the number of, by the weight, it can be crushed out of you, I should say a better analogy, crushed out of you by the weight of, of, of thought viruses that other people have, have given you and you've accepted in your life. And how can you be in the present moment when you're thinking about all these things that people have told you that really don't apply to you <laughs> because the circumstances mm-hmm. aren't the same, the person's not the same, the mindset's not the same. You can do amazing things when you relinquish the past and you put yourself in the present is really where I'm going with this. You can, you can do a myriad of really cool things, and you can build on those cool things by the feelings of those cool things and let that guide you instead of what somebody, else, uh, somebody else's experience was. And that, that's what fascinates me, by the way, and that's what I, you know, it's that kind of nuance that, that people I, I, I encounter don't really think about. And you have to, Think about it. You have to, in order to be in the present, it takes, it takes work, really. Okay, I'll come right out and say it. It takes work to be in the present mm-hmm. uh, because there's so many other stimuli and distractions uh, to keep you and, and uh, taped subconscious uh, experiences, so to speak, uh, where there are tons of triggers out there for you that, that keep you from experiencing the present moment, especially in relationship, love, you think about it, if you had a bad experience with a previous relationship and that's what you're carrying with you into this present moment and you meet the best thing that could ever happen to you, um, there's an instant comparison that most people will make. Um, how's this compared to contrast with what I experienced before? Um, you know, that person might say something, oh, that person, you, you know, your subconscious, it, it, that tape plays. Oh, that person said that before and can I trust this person because the other person said it and I couldn't trust them. So can I trust, you know, it's like, wow, calm down a second. Right. You know, stay in the present moment. Listen, let your intuition guide you. Let your angels guide you. Let divine guide you. Look for divine guidance, whatever it may be, but be here and understand that you're a different person than then and they are a different person than who you knew before. Kind of gets, seems like it might get complicated, but staying in the present is, is, has a lot of benefits that, we don't even think about most of the time because we're never in the present. <laughs> we're always thinking right. about something that happened, right? You're right. Eckhart Tolle, if you're not happy in the present moment, it's because you're either thinking about the past or you've projected yourself into the future and you're projecting something negative in the future instead of something positive. 
I like the imagination. Yeah. I, know, I have a few individuals in my life that if, you know, it's like chicken little and the sky is falling. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what is um, happening. I mean, you know, it could be a wedding, but they're fretting about, you know, their daughter's getting married, but they're fretting about, you know, well, I'm just really worried about them on their honeymoon. You know, they're going so far away. I mean, you know, and it's it's uh, it's actually, it's kind of comical. A friend of mine just was recently married in Hawaii. And um, and it was so interesting because they had, you know, she just wanted to be a light, fun affair. And, you know, I think there were 65 people and I wasn't able to go because of uh, obligations here. I would have really loved to have gone. But, you yeah. know, it was, it was, she did some, she's been an event planner for a long time. And, um, you know, there were some individuals there that, that got sick afterwards. She said, here, it turned out to be a super spreader wedding. And I said, that's not what people are going to remember. They're going to remember being on the dance floor and, you know, the things that, you know, you created and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, I said, you can't worry about that. You know, you guys are, are newly married and, you know, what are you going to do for yourselves next? What's, what are you going to do today? How are you going to spend the day today? You know, don't worry about mm-hmm. that. You know, <laughs> you don't have to yeah. worry about what other people thought or whatever it is. You know, look at the pictures and enjoy beautiful memory and now you've started this life together and and you know i think that's what really being present is is all about and you know one of the things and it's interesting because there's being present and then there's also having a presence and i believe michael you do have a presence you know people feel you when you walk into a room because you Mm -hmm. are present and you are fully embodied people feel that you know, people I get looks all the time. Right, right. You see people look at because. you. Notice people looking at you. The, mm-hmm. the look on her face is, "Who is that?" Right. You know, who is that? Who's that person? And you're right. However, that's and the beauty of it is that that's something that I curate within me. It's not because I'm looking to go in and you know be the presence right. in the room. It's no. just that I curate a wider field of a wider electromagnetic field than most people. Mine is expansive. As like I say, lower frequencies are contractive. Higher mm-hmm. frequencies are expansive. And so the happier you are, uh, the more joyful you are, the more you're in the present and in love with the present, passionate about life and yourself and you know everything going on the wider your energy field uh, is going to, to be, the more projecting you're going to be of that, of that positivity and that people are drawn to that. Mm-hmm. People are drawn to yeah. it because they don't experience it very often. Right, right? because you they have a, a natural flow. Right, you have a natural flow. Yeah. You know, you're relaxed in your life. You allow what shows up to show up and you let things go, you know, as I always say, you know, easily and effortlessly. I was just say that money flows to me. It could be. Easily and effortlessly stays in my bank yeah. account. But it could be that with anything, you know, that you just, you have True. that. You, you're relaxed. Your body's relaxed. Your breathing's relaxed. You are perceptive as to the energies around you. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have to even, you're just, you're present. And when you have that presence, 
you know, you're being in the moment being present. That presence shines throughout you. And you're absolutely right. You don't have to do anything. People feel it. People look at you because they, they want what you have and they're not quite sure how to navigate to that place. And so I am going to turn it over to you and maybe you can share some of the, I mean, I know it, it emanates from you because as you said, you curated it. So do you, for some, one of our listeners here on Connect to Love, do you have um, something that you could suggest that they could do as a, an exercise or something to bring them back into that space of, of being present? Talked about it earlier with you um, in, our, in our, our text about this show. Um, I constantly apply gratitude and forgiveness. You know, one of the things that's interesting is that I, I do not live in the angst of the past. I don't, I don't live in, you know, if, if I've had things happen to me that other people would look at and go, you're kidding you're such a smart guy and you're such this and that. And I'm going like, you know, I'm an evolving human being just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you have something, people allow, allow events in their life, um, like bankruptcy. Let's say they got, they got in a business, it, 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 it robbed them of all their savings and, and rendered them unable to, uh, to pay their bills and they had to, as a last resort, they had to declare bankruptcy. Um, you have a choice. You have a choice to uh, define yourself as as that moment going forward, or you can say you can you can see it in a different way. You you can allow it. Say this is this is not going. To, this doesn't define me. What defines me is who I am right here, right now. What I'm resonating. What my state of being is right here. Um, and you walk into a room with a bunch of millionaires, and you just declare bankruptcy. And it's not that you're, you're not that you're living a lie because something happened. It's just that you know what that doesn't define who I am. That doesn't define right. who I am. I've never declared bankruptcy, by the way, but uh, but I mean it. I I know I use that as an example because I've had close uh, friends that have, and uh, because of some choices that they made in their lives, and for them there was they saw that as you know and they had the kind of bankruptcy, they, you know, they, they, they got, they paid their way out of it over time. They got a payment schedule, blah, 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 you know, but it, it's, what's interesting is, um, I, I do a lot of meditation and I, whatever the time takes, if something happens to me or I make it, uh, uh, I made a choice and the, and the consequence of that choice isn't really necessarily the best outcome, uh, that I could expect. I will forgive myself for having made the choice. And this is, mm-hmm. it's a tool that is so, you know, I mean, I take it to the nth degree. You've got to forgive yourself. If you have an accident, forgive yourself for leaving the house at the time you did. You know, I, and there's no reason to get upset uh, about, about it. It's to be, as long as you're safe. And if, you, if you're not safe, even if you got hurt, you still got to forgive yourself for the choices that you made that led to whatever you experienced. Because you had a cho- you had a hand. You got free will. You could you could have left the house ten minutes Absolutely. later, ten minutes earlier. You could have said no, I'm not going. Uh, if you're if you had this little um, uh, nagging sensation, this voice that said, "Don't get on that plane," and it was loud, and you decided to get on the plane anyway, 
and the plane had a problem and you consequently got injured, well, you just didn't listen to your own inner guidance or outer guidance, angelic guidance, divine guidance, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, and so you have to forgive yourself for not listening and say, okay, I'm going to be a better listener next time. Um, if you lost a big, a lot of money in a project, it, it's not, it's not a disgrace. In society, we have, there are, um, there are lots of trigger words that have negative connotations. Uh, poor, poverty, um, uh, socioeconomically deprived. Uh, these are labels that, that we, we put on people who in society we deem as having less than. The point is that if you, if you see yourself as whatever the label is, and it's not a label that is uh, a forward-projecting label, but one that has its roots in the past or in circumstances, you wake up every day, like you said, it's a new day. Mm-hmm. You wake up every day, it's a new day. And you have to have a pathway for moving through things that impact your, your, your state of being you, you, in a negative way. You have to have a pathway for getting through those things. Otherwise, you will carry them with you. And if you carry them with you, it defines your state of being going into the next present moment. Right. You're, you're, it, and that is the balancing line there is, uh, should, is, is being able to, uh, the balancing act, I should say, is being able to recognize that you are in a, carrying a state of being with you into the next moment that is not what you want, you have to mm-hmm. vacate that, that state of being. You have to do everything possible to vacate it. Um, it, it, it doesn't define you. Yesterday's, you know, five minutes ago doesn't define who you are. And that's the, not even 10 seconds ago. What I said at the beginning of this radio program doesn't define who I am. It's thoughts that are coming to me I'm conveying them out through the airwaves, and I'm on to the next moment. Everything you and I talk about, and our listeners may not be completely aware of this, our entire conversation in this, in this, in this PRNFM radio uh, show and subsequent podcast is completely unscripted. 100%. It's completely mm-hmm. unscripted. You start talking about that. You say, oh, you talk for an hour about some interesting stuff, and you talk in depth. The, the beauty of this that I love is that it is unscripted, that we, our, our thoughts play off of each other. You spark something mm-hmm. in me, I spark a thought in you. We spark a thought in you know, It just goes back and forth like a ping pong, uh, like playing ping pong <laughs> so, or volleyball or anything else. It, it is true. It's like I know, I, and my, it fills you know, my heart with so much joy. <laughs> it makes my heart yeah. sing. It really does. And mm-hmm. here's, the, here's the interesting thing. This entire, there's no way looking at this. This entire radio show and subsequent podcast happens in the present moment. That is profound as all get out right there, isn't that? It really Mm -hmm. does. It happens in the present moment. We don't have a script. We're not trying to. We have a a central theme, but that theme has a lot of latitude, the stories, the things, where it goes. We kind of set it up in the beginning, and it takes its own path. It, it makes its own course. And that's the beauty of this that I really, really love. And even in, in my in individual podcast, I have to, in many cases, create a script and get to a point and move forward. And there is some, some uh, uh, unscriptedness about it because I have to bring it to life. And I think of something that I didn't write down, and I put it forth. 
as an example. However, this is not that way. And I love it for that because mm-hmm. it allows us to, ex- to be in the moment and demonstrate what it is we are attempting to get people to perceive right. about what they can do with their own lives, what our listeners can do with their lives. And in not allowing, allowing something that happened to define us to define us in this moment. Nothing you did earlier today or yesterday defines you in this moment. You are a completely different person. You're a new person. Mm-hmm. And when we th- start thinking about and acting, thinking and acting on that premise, guess what? It's really amazing the miracles that can occur, the intuition that can come to come about, the inspirations that we get. And then you take it on into your connections, take it into the next level. Now, I use gratitude. Mm-hmm. I talked about that, forgiveness and gratitude. I'm very grateful. Every, every evening uh, before I go to bed, I come up into my office, I sit on my couch, and I just take three or four deep breaths. And sometimes I use a pendulum if there's something I need to, to, to divine, there's something going on in my head, and I kind of want my angels to give me an answer. Uh, and some of our listeners they may be a little out there, however, uh, I, I, I assure you I'm completely sane. Um, and I, I, I do that, and, and I, just kind of, I just kind of sit, and here's the interesting thing about this. When I do that, my cat comes up. My cat knows that every evening I do this, wherever she is in the house, right? She may be in the bedroom, and I say, oh, you're going to go to bed? No, I'm going to go upstairs. She'll follow me. Maybe not at that particular moment, but I'll sit down upstairs. She can hear me walking upstairs. Comes up and, and lays down next to me on the couch, thinking it's going to be meditation time like it is in the morning. Ah. Which, oh, yeah. She knows when I sit on that couch, there's going to be good juju, going to be good energy coming she out of this guy. the energy, yeah. That's Absolutely. Awesome. So I, it doesn't matter where she is or what she's doing. If I start to head up the stairs in the morning, and I, use, I, I swear she knows the word meditate, because I say I'm going to meditate. And my dog, previously, my corgi, used to do the same thing. Rest her soul. She's such a sweetheart. She would, she would literally know I'd come upstairs, and both her and the cat would come upstairs, and she would, I'd say, okay, meditate, and she'd lay down. And, you know, lay down. <laughs> and, she, and literally close her eyes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And the cat does it every time. So you know animals can feel our energy. They know yeah, they can feel 100%. everything about us. Yeah, you know this because you have dogs and, and cats. And I, mm-hmm. I have now oh, just yeah. a cat. Uh, all animals can sense, can sense your state of being. Whatever frequency oh, you're vibrating, boy, you might as well, you're just putting it out there, right? They can feel fear. They can stress. It. Right? Yeah, they're broadcasting mm-hmm. it. And so if oh, animals no. can feel it, humans can feel it. And yep. I'm, yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. I know yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Tell, oh, me, tell me what you, know, you do. Well, I wanted to, well, I wanted to, you know, first I wanted to thank you because I, I discovered Tony's book 20 years ago. And it's in, it stayed on my bookshelf. I pick it up and, I, you know, there's a lot of different things that I have reread and, you know, some, he's got, like you said, he has lots of different videos and some, some things, but I, I haven't thought about him in a while. And when you uh, texted me this morning and said, let's talk about 
being present and the present, um, it just it popped into my mind. And I hadn't thought about him in, in a long time. And I wanted just to read something from that book real quick because he said, in presence, I see there is, you know, what was so fascinating about him is um, he, you know, he, he sort of rediscovered this, this place. And he, he called this the choiceless choice. In presence I see I've never chosen or done anything, but I've only lived through. And so I've never stopped to see or moved the sun or taken one step nearer or further away from my birthright. In accepting my divine helplessness, I enjoy the freedom of never having a past or a future I could call my own. Some people ask, who chooses, who directs this wonderful chaos? But in the arms of the beloved, Nothing matters. I can live as though I choose and rejoice in the letting go. And oh yeah, I had forgotten mm-hmm. about that. And I want to thank yeah. you. I'm in great. I'm grateful to you, Michael, because I rediscovered that today. And and that's something that I really needed to pay attention to. I really need it today. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that that is awesome. And it is interesting. Interestingly enough, divine timing is always on time. Divine mm-hmm. timing is always on time. And and one of the things that's so beautiful about uh, the conversations that we have in this particular conversation about the present is how we can there we can utilize tools to keep us in the present. And like I said, that's mm-hmm. why I use forgiveness and gratitude. When I come up here and sit down, I'm I'm I do say I'm grateful. And if there's anything I need to forgive myself for, I will say it right then and there. You know, I forgive myself for this today and for that. Great. All right. I am grateful for this this and this and i'll close my eyes and i'll feel the energy of gratitude flowing through me you gotta you gotta feel it it's a, it is a it is mm-hmm. a feeling and when you when you feel that gratitude coming through you just like forgiveness forgiveness you just let it go you know forgiveness is a tool for letting go gratitude is a tool uh for um i should say when when you lose someone close to you when they when they pass away or uh from, from for whatever reason it doesn't really matter their their soul was chosen to you know vacate to ascend uh, you literally have to you, when you start focusing on gratitude um, the sadness dissipates when you focus on being grateful when you make you write down a list of all the things you're grateful for if you need to to remind yourself and to get yourself in that mode of forgiveness uh, grateful for having met them when you did, uh, grateful for having taken the trip when you did, grateful for having done this, grateful for them having shown you how to do that. That gets you away from sadness. It changes your entire frequency, your tri- entire state of being. It elevates it from sadness, lower constrictive um, sadness and, and grief to something incredibly positive that is gratitude for having had them in your sphere of influence for the time that they were here and it also should drive you to be to express gratitude for the people who are here now and allow you to let go of anger you have uh negative dispositions about people somebody did something or said something to you a good friend you've 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 somehow become estranged from or a family you've become estranged from because of by now you don't even know why because it's been so long um it's it's as when we hold on to that kind of negative perceptions of people perception of people 
we, do, we forget about the fact that they do evolve and that we ourselves mm-hmm. evolve. And it is likely that they have evolved beyond that. Yet right. you're still holding on to it. You're holding mm-hmm. on to it. And really, when you think about it, what is lacking is love, compassion, empathy, and kindness. Those four things that are so important to us are, are missing when we hold on to negativity from the past. We have to forgive ourselves for having said what we said, done what we did, blah, 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 blah. You're not forgiving them necessarily. You're forgiving mm-hmm. yourself for having been where you were when the, whatever it has happened. You're grateful that you're here in the moment breathing the breath you are uh, in, as the person you are today. And forgive right. yourself for stepping on that landmine. Forgive yourself for, uh, for uh, having um, made the decision that took you to, uh, to the accident that occurred that, that put you in a wheelchair. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're a spirit, right. you're a soul, and every, everything around you, are a ball of light, and you, you're wearing a suit of clothes. So the suit of clothes changed. doesn't mean that you changed. And so we have to continually utilize forgiveness and gratitude in, in, in every single way in our day. It, you, when you had mm-hmm. a, I, you know, I've been with my girlfriend 20 years. I've known her for 50. And what's interesting is that I am utilizing uh, forgiveness for myself for saying something or having, I'm you doing it all the time. I, I, I find myself in a situation where I might say something or stepping into a controlling mode. I say, okay, I forgive you. Gotta, you got to forgive yourself for being in, in a controlling mode in that time. And, and if you need to apologize well, verbally, you apologize and you move forward. You clear the air. It's a continual clearing of the air. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, relationships, in, again, just like golf. In golf, I got to forget about the last thing. I got to clear. I got to be forgive myself for having made whatever shot that turned out so badly, so poorly. Uh, and then I've got to figure out a way to move through it. I've got to let it go. And in relationships, mm-hmm. in order to keep them fresh and solid, we have to continually uh, forgive ourselves for things that we've done and be grateful for having the experience that we're having and having had that experience. And then be in the present. Mm-hmm. You know, two people cannot you be know. angry at each other in the present. <laughs> You're right. I'm just I'm chuckling because you know when you you keep you know you talk about you know clearing the past and the future. And um, I had studied with a Hawaiian Kahuna. His name's Harry Jim, and Harry is an amazing man. He was living on the beautiful island of Hawaii, and one morning. He woke up and he said to his wife, Sila, Spirit says we have to move to Buffalo, New York. <laughs> She's like, okay, no problem. <laughs> and move to Buffalo, uh, of all places, right? And I, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. had an opportunity to study with him had he, he not gone there. But he, he had to go there in order to meet the woman he was supposed to meet to help him write his book, The, the Wise Secrets of Aloha. And um, I, I, I'm going to reach out to him, Michael, because I think you would enjoy him. And um, one of the exercises that I learned from him, and it's so interesting, because he, he did this clearing the past and, and clearing the future to open up to the present. And he would say, you, re, you have to you know, repeat after him, you know, I release the past with my blessing. I release the past with my blessing. And you say it, and then you take three deep breaths, and then you make it so. And then, you know, part two is, I mean, there's some other little things you do with it, but, you know, I release the future with my blessing. And you say that again, I release the future with my blessing. 
You take three deep breaths and you make it so. And then, which I absolutely love, is you open up the present. And you say, I choose to be born in every moment now. I choose to be born in every moment now. And then you have, you take the three deep breaths and you make it so. And then the last step to it is your rebirth. And you say, now I take the first breath of your of my new life. And you instruct yourself to do that and to make it so. And I think that that's what you're doing with gratitude. Each time you're grateful, you're like, okay, I'm breathing into my new life. Yeah, I release and I let it go. I release and I let it go. I let it go. And I'm and I really I like that. And I will reach out to him because I know that you have a, a very tender heart towards um, the Hawaiians and um, all the native oh, yeah. cultures. <laughs> I I am. Uh, it, what's interesting is my uh, uh, the uh, love of my life at the time when I was in college for a couple of years uh, was Hawaiian and uh, 50% Hawaiian and her her father was 100% and we used to go to his house and he was a a wonderful guy, uh, really wonderful. Walter P. Waikiki, what an amazing guy. Uh, And his his mother uh, was a, his grandmother and his mother were kahunas. Mm. And he, it was it was a powerful thing he didn't understand at the time. So when when it came time for for her to pass, and she passed on all of the uh, the um, uh, things that 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 she had as a kahuna to him, so he could carry on, he buried it all uh, somewhere oh, on, the, uh, on the on the on the uh, Hunter Ranch Hunter Ranch um, in uh, somewhere I don't know where it is. It's in the ground still. He's passed on. Uh, rest of his soul is such an awesome guy. Um, had a lot of magic. Had a lot of he had he had a lot of uh, intuition uh, about uh, and sense of people. Uh, he carried. He had the he had the skills. Definitely had the skills. He just never never wanted to perfect them. And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of carried on. But it, it we'll love to talk to uh, uh, to Jim. I'll look up his his book. And I love uh, what you just said with regard to releasing the past and and choosing to be reborn at every moment and and taking. Uh, first, your first new breath in that in that new moment. These are what I call just processes that help us. They're processes that help us uh, continually align ourselves with the present. Mm-hmm. And we have to adopt processes. We all have different processes. I, I've mine is uh, is my my awareness of being in the present moment is so heightened. Uh, by this time in my, in my life, that I uh, at 64, that I'm like, I, I'm, I, I can snap myself into the present moment. When I find my mind wandering, I'm like, no, okay, we're back here. You know, I'm, I'm right here again with this person, and I'm, I'm looking at them, and I'm sensing them, getting a sense. I'm listening to what they're saying, and uh, I'm in this moment of, of now, and uh, I can do that at this particular point after a lot of practice. For somebody who's brand new. I love this concept of what he said about releasing the past, and I encourage. These are kind of books. That, the things that I love about about you is that you 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 have a lot of, of books that that these conversations spark memories of things that we can bring into the present moment to help our listeners. And I, and I love that mm-hmm. about it. I love that about you. Um, the wise, oh, thank you. the wise, yeah, the wise secrets of Aloha. Aloha is awesome. It's awesome. Um, I don't know where it comes from. My 
I step off a plane in Hawaii and I'm, I am home. I've been home since 68 there when I stepped on the first time, stepped on those islands for the first time. Um, and uh, it's, it's an amazing place. And I, I see a lot of people who are tourists and they come over and they, they, what they, they get a sense of it's easy to smell the plumeria and the ginger and, and other wonderfully fragrant gardenias, fragrant flowers over there. As soon as you get off the plane, it's, just, it's, it's all over the air. Um, however, it's another thing to adopt. Adopting the sense of aloha is a little bit more challenging, a little bit more challenging, mm-hmm. uh, because you can go, you're, you're going there because you're, you're experiencing the peripheral. But the sense of, of what aloha means and what it means, what, what the, gift, the, the gifts that Hawaiian people have, have given to the world, any indigenous people for that matter, have given mm-hmm. to, the, to, the, to the world are, are generally a little bit deeper. They're a little bit deeper. And you have to go deeper. You have to want to go deeper in order to, um, to uh, pick up on them and actually adopt, adopt them into your life. It's, it's really, really interesting. Um, I did find out, by the way, that there is a gentleman uh, who is related somehow to me from Hawaii on Ancestry. I do not know now, and I, I connected with him. And he has no idea how. And I'm like, how in the world did this gentleman and I, he's like a fourth cousin, maybe a fifth hmm. cousin. And I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> you know, and his name is like, I don't know, 15 letters long. Um, his last name, <laughs> typical Hawaiian, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. But I love, I love the place, and uh, uh, there's a lot to learn from uh, most indigenous cultures, uh, many, actually all of them. Uh, and and I, love, I love learning these little, uh, these little ways of, of, of living, and I appreciate you bringing that to our, bringing his book, The Wise Secrets of Allah, and himself, him and what he said to our, to our conversation today. It's awesome. I learned something. I wrote it down, too, by the way. So I can yeah. <laughs> play with it because <laughs> I'm always open to learning something new. It's like you know. Yeah, he well, he went back. Yeah, he went back to Hawaii, and now he's back in in uh, on the East Coast. So um, I have his yeah. number, and I will reach out to him. Uh, yeah, we, see if we can I, get him on we, in the next couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, no, we definitely will. That would be wonderful. That Absolutely would be wonderful. fun. And, yeah. I know we can we can play. I learned so many things from him, you know, about bone washing and how you know you keep trauma and lalima. Where you, I love the lalima concept because uh, we would I would go to these lalimas where it's a healing, and the person there would be one person on the table and maybe one person at the head, one person at the feet, and uh, two on either side or four, you know, four on either side. And all you do is you just lay your hands. You don't have to do anything. You just mm-hmm. hold space. And that's oh, about gotcha. being present. There you go. You just hold space. Yeah. You don't have to do or be or whatever. You just hold space for that person in that moment so that they can receive whatever is they're meant to receive. And it's phenomenal. It is Talk awesome. about levitating off the table. <laughs> yeah, holding space. Yeah, holding space. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, um, that the explanation of, of what, what they're doing there, holding space. It's, that's a brilliant uh, couple of words right there with, that have a lot of meaning. And, um, yeah, hold space with people. Hold space with your pet. Hold space with, with um, uh, your experience uh, of, of the present. Uh, be there and um, 
you know, I used to be, I used to think, my mind kind of works, I used to be a DJ back in the 70s. So I can hear one thing in one ear and I can, I can hear something else in the other ear and bring them together in my mind. I kind of got that skill over four or five years. What a gift. And mm-hmm. yeah, and also, you know, as a, as a drummer, um, intuitively, I can, I can play what I need to play, but be focused on what the other musicians are doing. And um, whoever I play with, if I haven't played with them before, they're always fascinated by how I know when the song is going to end. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I know how it's going to end because I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm focused on what I'm doing, yet I'm paying attention. I have a, I've got my feelers out to sense what everybody else is doing. And mm-hmm. it's like it's being on several different levels at once in the present moment, which is really, really cool, having several different layers of focus uh, in, in this moment. And uh, whether I, and I've got, I can have a, when you sing, when you sing, if you ever talk to a singer, yes, they know the words. However, there's, there are other things going on. They're sensing the band that's playing. They're sensing in, in their mind they have on their, uh, in their, in their um, awareness, the actual words themselves. They have all these different levels of things going on at the same time. And what you're seeing is just basically the presentation of it. However, all these other things are happening. And uh, you know what the guitarist is doing, the bassist is doing, you know what the drummer is doing, you know what everything, what everybody's doing. And it's, it's really a lot of fun. I've got, I'll tell you, I'll kind of leave you with this because I know we're almost out of, out of, uh, of uh, uh, time. There's a song called Since I Fell For You. And it's one of my all-time favorites, and it's the one song uh, out of any other, because I don't know many songs to sing, um, because I really haven't focused on memorizing a lot of words, but I know this particular song, and I have sung that song with many piano players in public places, and I've just walked up and said, you know, since I saw it, can I sing it with you? They go, yeah, great. And I don't know them. They don't know me. I don't know how the song is going to be played. I hear the entrance. I hear the intro. And we kind of roll with it, rock with it. I did it in, I think I did it in, uh, in, in, in Atlanta Airport. There was this guy playing the piano one Christmas. And I was going through there on the way home. And I, and I, uh, I always like going to this pizza place called Verrazano's in, in a concourse. And I said, oh, this, you know, hey, do you know this song? He says, yeah, yeah, I know this song. And I just sang it with him. It wasn't no microphone, no nothing. Some people could hear it. Some people couldn't. It was just between me and him. You know, I just sung the song and I, and I loved it. Did it up, up in Portland at a, at a rooftop patio, at the, a rooftop bar at the Hilton, a great piano player up there. And those kind of experiences are really rather fun. Most people won't step out and do that sort of thing in front of a crowd of people. And however, me, it's just second nature. Um, however, it's fun to actually put yourself in a position where you need to be in the present moment, where you're forced to be in the present moment. You can't be somewhere else. You have to be there. You have to be listening. Right. You have to be um, kind of understanding where the song is going and the words and, and get the timing, all, tempo, all that stuff is going on at the same time. And that is so much fun. It doesn't matter how you do it. You, can, you, can, you just have to um, practice and, and, and practice being in the present moment and, and, and see how it changes your life because it does, it does change your interaction with the people, it changes how you feel about yourself. It changes everything, in my view. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I thank you for being present with me 
and holding space with me, Michael. You know, each week. I love that. And our audience members. I'm so grateful to to each one of you uh, for joining us. And um, we are going to be putting together some things so you can reach out to us because we'd love to have your comments. Um, If you'd like to email us at connect and the number two love at gmail.com, we would welcome any comments. Um, That was... Just, you know, Michael said, you know, we really would love to get, you know, some comments back from our listeners and and hearing what's bubbling for you. I just am so grateful to you, Michael, and um, looking forward to to our next adventure, our next unscripted being present moment. I love it. And I'd love to you just sign off with whatever you'd like to leave the audience with. The, the, the gratitude is, is uh, mirrored right back to you. Um, I, I couldn't do this without you, and, and I think you know that. We, we, we partner up, and it's wonderful. Um, Frank Sonnenberg uh, said something, four very simple words that I, I'll leave you with. It's leave the past behind. Leave the past behind. It's of no use. It doesn't serve you in the present. What, what serves you is being in the present. Okay? Love you all. Love you too.